Today's episode is about creating a content marketing system for rapid growth with Ryan Stewart, episode 30. Let's do it. Welcome to the Money Diver Podcast. I am Borja Bezzo, and every week I bring you step-by-step actionable online marketing strategies that you can implement in your business to see the results fast. So let's the diving begin. Hey, hey, what's up, amigos? Welcome back, and thank you so much for tuning in to another exciting episode. Today I have with me Ryan Stewart from Webris.org. And we're going to chat about how to create a content marketing system for your business so that you can get exposure online and grow your business with digital marketing strategies uh, that uses content, blog posts, podcast episodes, video, whatever you want. We're going to discuss what type of content is better for you. Should you do content? Um, should, you, should, you do, uh, should you do video or blog posts or maybe create guides or focus on infographics or you know, create images for social media, like what what works best for you, what works best for your business, because not everything is going to work for everyone. It all depends on your personality. It all depends on your resources. It depends on your, your type of business. It depends on your target audience. It depends on a lot of things. So we're going to compare the different types of uh, content that you can do. Uh, as you well know, I create podcast episodes. Uh, I also create blog posts, occasionally uh, in-depth blog posts, and guides like my web personalization guide that you can locate at moneyever.com forward slash web personalization. And why and in what situations it's good to go with one type of content or another. But more importantly, how do you create a system for creating the content? How do you go out and, and you know and do some research research on what should you on what type of content, what topics to create content around, um, why to do it, and when to publish, and how to publish? Where should you syndicate your content, and how to systemize? the whole procedure so that you can save time and make it very efficient. And we're also running a contest today, Ryan and I, you can head on over to webris.org forward slash content dash contest. Again, that's webris.org forward slash content dash contest. Head on over there to see what it's all about. So without any further ado, let's jump right into the interview with Ryan. So Ryan Stewart, man, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So why don't you tell me a little about yourself and what it is that you do on on your business and your website before we get into the nitty-gritty of content marketing, that it is the topic that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So I own a digital agency based out of Miami, marketing agency. We do... We do everything we do, but we specialize in organic search and content marketing, obviously. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> let it go. Let it go. It, I mean, I'm sure you love it. So I'm sure you know a lot of your, about your stuff. Let it, let it shine. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we also have a blog. I mean, I started a blog about, I mean, honestly, my agency was pretty much built 
on our blog and our content. I started the blog about um, six months ago. And before that, I was doing a lot of freelance consulting, digital stuff for a lot of big companies, especially down here in Miami. I've been doing some stuff with Carnival, Bacardi, um, some organic search stuff. And then I started I started writing and um, you know, just kind of writing about the day-to-day stuff that we were doing. And it really kind of started to take off. And all of a sudden, next thing you knew, um, I went from being a freelance consultant who was very happy with what I was doing to running a very, very fast growing agency. And honestly, I mean, I'm telling you, it's 100% due to content marketing um, and really just sharing experience. I mean, not even doing anything too crazy, but just really just talking about what's been going on, what we do with clients. Um, and it went really well. And I've been getting a lot of attention for it. I'm sure that's why I'm talking to you right now um, is is due to all that. So, so yeah. Yeah, and what's what's the name of of your business and your your URL so we can send people there? Yeah, so so the the marketing end is, is Webris. It's webris.org. We also just launched. Um, we kind of separated the design aspect. I see, um, you know, not just web design, but I want to start doing a lot more interactive content type design. So um, we launched another, you know, small sister agency called Twenty Ninth. That's Twenty Ninth.co. That website is still in progress. Um, we've been taking on clients, um, mostly doing a lot of interactive infographics, um, interactive guides, a lot of kind of like that content marketing guide that I did, but just big pieces of beautiful, well-designed web content. Um, we just launched that, um, and that's 29th.co. 29th.co. You heard it, yep. guys. Head on, head on over there and check it out. Um, Ryan, what do you think is content marketing? What, what do, you th- do you think this is all about? Because there's a lot of hype on this strategy. We see a lot of big companies implementing it. But what yeah. is it all about? It's all about value, man. It's really 100% only about value in so many. I mean, honestly, the bigger the company, the, 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 the bigger the, the failure to understand that. Um, you know, it's funny because so I, I still do a lot of contract consulting with, with a large agency down here in Miami. And, I work with a lot of their big clients and, you know, just their, their disconnect with what's going on in the world and what people want. I mean, it's just not about everyone wants to just advertise and they want to put their brand in front of everyone, but they really don't realize that people do not, they don't give a dang about, about a brand. Um, you know, it's, it's about value and it's about connecting people with value and finding out where those people are hanging out and what they're consuming and what they want to consume. Um, and just doing it consistently and building a voice and, connecting with people and and not hiding behind your brand and giving your people a voice. Um, to me, that's what content marketing is about. And it's just, it's just due to the way that people are using the internet and consuming content now that times have changed. I mean, you know, people don't watch TV ads anymore. They don't listen to radio ads. They don't even click on banner ads, you know, email marketing, open rates have gone from what, like 90% when email first launched to like, a good open rate is like 12%. I mean, people don't even want to be emailed anymore. You know, they want to interact when they want to interact. And that's really when when great content comes into play. Um, and tying it into organic search, it can be really, really, really powerful. Yeah, and content marketing, I think it's also the backbone of search engine optimization. Uh, at it least is. nowadays. It is, but it, it has bigger ties too, which I think people don't really understand. And it's, it's, it's really heavily tied into social. Um, and not even just social, but but various platforms, because I actually just wrote an article about this, but just the way that people are searching, you know, Google is actually losing market share, not to Yahoo and Bing. This is something that's not really talked about a lot ever, 
you know, people always talk about the market share between Yahoo and Bing and, and Google. And I think I just saw the stat that Google has like 68% of, of search engine market share, but it's losing market share as an overall search engine because people are interacting with search engines less because they're hanging out where they want to hang out. I mean, like Facebook is a search engine, like LinkedIn has a search engine, you know, Pinterest is a huge search engine. So these are all different things that people fail to understand that your content is not just for Google. You have to also use that content and repurpose it in different ways for different platforms. I mean, and this is, again, it's something that brands just don't understand. They want to create something and just kind of jam it down people's throats. But, you know, marketing on Facebook and marketing your content on Facebook is different. You know, it's a much different platform. It's a much different experience to market on Facebook. You know, people are scrolling through fast. You have to catch their attention. And, you know, a link probably isn't going to do it anymore. Like people do not want to leave Facebook to go read your blog post. So you have to figure out a way to communicate with those people within Facebook and understanding too that, you know, that also means that visits and traffic to your website isn't as important as you think, right? You know, is it more about, would you rather have somebody click on a link and bounce from your site in, in two seconds or read the entire article, but have it done on Facebook or have it done on SlideShare or YouTube or, you know, read your infographic on Pinterest. I mean, understanding these things is also a huge aspect of content marketing that very, very few marketers really understand and really communicate. Um, and it's really, really powerful stuff how we're changing so quickly. And what, what do you think about the in famous or infamous uh, saying that content is king? Uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I just think it's, again, it's just used completely out of context. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have to agree that, you know, again, my, I believe that my career and my agency was built on content marketing. But, you know, there's a difference between just creating stuff and creating the right stuff and also promoting it the right way. You know, um, you know, like I have a Facebook group, like I said, and it's growing fast. But, you know, a quarter of the people that come in there every day just want to dump some spam link to some place that nobody really gives a damn about. You know, so people don't understand, too. They're like, oh, I created a great blog post. Let me just dump it here and dump it here and dump it here. It's like, no, it's not the way it works, buddy. Like, take a step back. I mean. So, so in a sense, yes, content is king. Like you, if you really want to have success on the web today and going forward, you have to be creating something. You know, if you just have a five page website with your services pages, that's cool. But all it is is an online business card that you can send people to, to check out for more information, right? That's all it is. I mean, you're not creating any value in the market. You're not creating anything for yourself or your potential customers. So, you know, Content is king for sure. I, I just I like don't like marketing buzzwords. They make me cringe a little bit. No, yeah, <laughs> but we have to use it. I mean, we have to. I agree. And it, but it, again, it's just it's the context of what it's used yeah. and understanding. You know, like understanding what good content looks like is just something that is is widely misunderstood. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Now I recently created also like an ultimate sort of guide for website personalization. Uh, yeah. and dynamic content messages and it's full of buzzwords and when i was writing this this thing this thing i was cringing all over the place it was like <laughs> big data uh, and personalization uh, segmentation uh. I, yeah i hated it but i mean it is how it is man and we, we got to deal with with the perks and, and unperks of of our industry for sure yeah now regarding yeah, regarding yeah. content and blog posts i can imagine a lot of people listening thinking that all right they're gonna set up a blog for their business or their website and write a bunch of a post and see their sales skyrocket what, what do you think what would you say to these people to get them on no, the track and i mean to be <laughs> honest like i said i mean so uh, i don't like how do i say this without coming off arrogant 
you know, I, I'm good at content marketing, right? Like I'm not good at, I'm not good at a lot of things. I'm not good at, I'm not good at managing people. I don't really like managing teams. I hire someone to manage the team. I don't like managing email. I'm not, there's a lot of things that I'm not good at, but creating content and promoting content is something that I'm, I happen to be very good at. Um, so I think I was able to, I don't want to say growth hack that process, but like my understanding of what exactly what I needed to do getting started was much higher than it would be for, for your average person. So, you know, I see it happen all the time. And I even did too. I went through a lot of trial and error process where, you know, I was writing a lot of, I don't want to say bad stuff, but like I was just writing some stuff that people just didn't care about. And it took like a couple of those big hits, those big pieces of content for me to be like, okay, this is what people like. This is where my voice is. This is what people are responding to, engaging to, um, and, you know, focus more on writing this type of content. And that type of content for me was, I, I mean, I have my own style. And again, I don't re recommend everyone do this, but like I said, I mean, I'm very open with, with who I am in my business. I, I curse, you know, I speak in slang. I speak like how I talk, you know, and I write like how I talk and all that stuff. That doesn't work for everyone. And I, I understand hundred percent that I, I turn away a lot of clients and they get turned off because, you know, the F word is on my blog, like, Ooh, the F word is on my blog, stuff like that. But mm -hmm. to me, you know, and I, I also get inquiries all the time from people saying, you know, what you're doing is refreshing and I want to work with you because you have a voice. I like what you have to say. So, you know, yeah, while I'm cutting off some maybe of the people that don't enjoy that type of talk, I'm also getting sole source contracts from people who are just wanting to work with me and my business because of my personal views towards certain things like SEO and content marketing and stuff like that. So, you know, it's almost a polarizing effect, but you know, the people that don't want to work with me, to be honest with you, I've been in this business long enough to know that you take on clients that you don't want to work with. The, and the working relationship is just not good. Um, so, you know, I've learned that, you know, money kind of comes second. And I'd rather take on a client that I know is going to be a long-term relationship. You know, somebody that I can pick up the phone and call and not have like, a, oh, God, I have to talk to him again. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a better type of relationship. So, um, you know, I didn't really answer your original question, which was at driving sales immediately. But, you know, it, it takes time. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of testing. It takes a lot of patience. Um, and it takes a lot of consistency. And you're going to hit a lot of brick walls. I mean, uh, it takes, you know, especially as a business owner, you, at first you're kind of sitting there like, you know, there's better ways that I can spend my time, you know, picking up the phone, calling clients, managing clients, whatever that may be, than writing. Um, but, you know, just to show you how important it is to me and my business, all I do is creation now. I mean, all I do is focus on creating content. Um, and the rest of my business is managed by people that I hired to take care of it because that's the emphasis. That's how important I believe it is to create content. Um, so, I mean, I spend 90% of my time either, you know, and, and I consider a podcast like this a form of content, right? I mean, this is a form of content marketing, which is why I will jump on anybody's podcast. If you're listening, just send me an email and I'll happily come on because to me, even if I reach 10, 15 people, that's 10, 15 people that I didn't reach before. So this is a form of content marketing and promotion for me as well. So, um, and again, it's, 3.30 on a Tuesday afternoon. So, um, you know, this is the type of weight and emphasis that I put on it. And that's how important I think it is for driving sales for my business. So, um, it, you know, everyone doesn't see it that way, but it's, it's what's worked for me in, in, in my company. Yeah. And you cannot, you cannot please everyone for sure. Uh, and you have to think of the long term. Uh, 
uh, on creating value and establishing a relationship with with your ideal customers, your potential ideal customers. Yeah, you turn them into an audience, then you you nurture that relationship, that rapport with that audience, and eventually they'll they'll turn into customers. Um, but but you know you have to know how to go about that and and how to establish your voice, like you said. And by doing that, you create filters, and uh, you, because I think that creating filters is just as important as knowing who you who your ideal target audience is, your ideal customer is. You have to create filters to to sort of get rid of anyone who is who's not uh, who's not uh, a good fit for for you as a client. Um, but uh, now, now what I want to do is I want to get into the actionables. Uh, sort of how how imagine a business owner or a blogger and a newcomer blogger or I don't know anyone who who wants to get in the content game. How how does he plan a content marketing strategy? What is the first thing that he should do? Like identify his goals or what would it be? You know, I would even go a little bit more high level than that. And you know, this is. I, if you really, really, truly want to have success with content marketing, you really have to be passionate about what you're doing. You have to. You know what I mean? Like, I happen to be working. I love digital marketing. I love everything about it. Honestly, it's what I, it's what I dream about when I go to sleep. It's the first thing that I think about when I wake up. It's, it's what I think about all the time. So this is something that really, it comes easy to me. And I think the most successful content marketers in the world at whatever vertical that they're in. Um, and whatever type of content that they're creating, they're truly passionate about what they're writing about or, or speaking about or whatever form of content they're creating. It's something that they live and breathe. So, you know, my first piece of advice would be, you know, if you, you know, you opened a cat store because you thought it was going to be a profitable business and you're making money, it's going to be really hard for you to create content consistently. It really is because, you know, if I were to try and think of myself like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll open a, a cat selling a cat business, but you know, you can't really create good content and speak to your audience if you are not either an expert or super passionate about it, like incredibly passionate about it, because you have to create a lot of content over a long period of time. So, you know, if you really want to be successful in content marketing, number one, I think it's something that you have to be truly passionate about. So, you know, if you're not passionate about it, sure, there's other ways to do it. And I can talk about that right now. Um, but it just, you know, with a, a, a word, a caveat, you know, if you want to be really, really, truly explosively successful in, in creating content and promoting it, it's gotta be something that, that you love. But if you're not, I mean, yeah, you can start by defining your goals. I mean, I think the end goal is probably the same for anyone who, who like wants to undertake content marketing and they're probably like, Oh, you know, I want to increase organic traffic. I want to increase sales. Hmm. Um, you know, which is, which is pretty straightforward or increase traffic. Um, you know, those, those are pretty, pretty standard goals. I mean, I, I personally would look into more of, of building an audience type thing. Right. I mean, I would say that the goal should more be to, to build an audience of very engaged people that really love your stuff. Um, and I'm telling you, if you can do that, then the sales will come because those people end up being your promoters. Those people end up being your referrers. Those people are, are everything to you. And as you continue to create more and connect with more people and reach more people with your message, that audience grows. Um, and then again, I mean, you can take that, you can take that audience right there and monetize it with whatever you're doing, um, or rely on it for other purposes. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think probably the most undervalued thing in, in content marketing is, is building a community. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are talking about building lists and this and that. But I think I think you do what works for you. Like I said, I mean, I have a Facebook group that has been tremendously powerful. It's it's going to hit 2000 people this week. And I started it two months ago. 
um, and just the community in there and the amount of value that's passed through that group. Um, and, you know, I can just dump my links in there whenever I want and I'll get tons of social signals, tons of traffic, tons of shares, um, all this stuff. But, you know, building a community of people that are, are, are truly passionate about, about your stuff is huge. And again, it doesn't have to be on social media. You look at a community like Inbound um, or Growth Hackers, all these places that you can accrue followers, you can accrue people that lo- like your stuff. Um, and the more you're present there and the more you post good stuff, the more you'll just notice that your stuff kind of goes up and to the right in terms of engagement and shares and, you know, all the good stuff that's associated with good content marketing. So, um, so yeah, again, circling back, I tend to get off, off track. You know, you can set your goals, set your goals for whatever you're comfortable with. I mean, set your goals for, for whatever you want, right? If it's sales, make it sales, you know? Um, but it's, it's, if, if you do go after something like sales, you need to understand that it may or may not ever pay off directly because a lot of content marketing is indirectly, um, you know, like this, I mean, I got an, an email from you, uh, and I have no idea where you found me, <laughs> you know, like you didn't, you didn't come through my site. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you found me. So it would be difficult to quantify this as, uh, you know, as a, a successful goal trigger from content marketing. So, um, you know, sales is tough. Traffic is, traffic is always good. You know, if you want to start basic, but you know, after that, um, you know, a lot of people will say create a content calendar, but you know, I think you just need to start creating and start creating regularly. Um, the way that I come up with ideas, uh, it's literally just on a day to day. I mean, if I'm riding my bike and I'm like, Oh my God, like I just had this great idea about, you know, how to change my internal process for, for managing links. I mean, that to me right there is a great blog post that I know a lot of people would be interested in because it's something that I have an issue with. Like every day I'm thinking about how to better my process, how to better my business. So, you know, just taking these things and being completely transparent, um, and choosing the medium that you're comfortable with. Like if you don't like to write, God, don't start a blog. <laughs> you know, right. it's not it's not going to be a good idea. I mean, if if you're not comfortable talking on camera, then don't do a video blog. But I th- it's really really important that you find a, a medium that works for you. Again, like this, a podcast is a, is a great example of content marketing. This is content marketing for you know the new world. It's great, and if if you're comfortable getting on camera, they're getting on microphone and just talking to other people and interviewing them, then do that. Right. Um, so you know. Picking, again, kind of goes back to what you're passionate about and working with you, but just pick what works for you um, and just just do it, you know, over and over and over and just do it and, and put your stuff out there, promote it in places and get feedback and take it in stride because a lot of people, the internet is a very mean place <laughs> and people will be brutally honest with you for better and worse, right? I mean, take that feedback and improve upon your stuff, you know, if people are saying that your content sucks then maybe you should look at it again and, and see what they're saying because, that's helpful. Like, go put a link on Reddit and see what they say. I guarantee you, they're gonna have plenty to say to you about it. So, um, oh yeah, Reddit is a particular place. I mean, it's a tough <laughs> place, man. The, yeah, they have a, <laughs> they have their a different a different culture there. I mean, but hey, they're honest, you know. So uh, yeah, and I've gotten torn apart on Reddit a number of times, and I and I learned. I really did. I learned from it. I'll never forget one of the first pieces of content I created like a year and a year and a half ago, fourteen months ago. I created like this listicle type article with like animated GIFs mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, BuzzFeed is doing this. This should, this should be awesome. <laughs> and they tore me apart on there. Like they tore me apart. It was, I was like, I was sitting at the computer just like embarrassed as hell reading the comments, but, but I learned, you know what I mean? It just, it, it I, I got a lot of honest, good feedback on it and I learned from it. And I think that's, that's really invaluable as much as it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Well, a tip, a tip that I always give people on Reddit uh, I never post my own articles. I mean, I, I never post an article as a main thread, 
but I search for uh, for threads that are related to the article and I post them post them as as an answer. I mean, I know it doesn't have the same uh, impact sure. as if your article catches fire and goes to the first page of Reddit or the first page of or of the subreddit you're posting on. And in this case, marketing or entrepreneurship or whatever it is, but um, you'll be relevant and, and people will be grateful that you are uh, considering uh, to post your thing as an answer to, to whoever is asking a question. But now let, let's get into the content creation of, of content marketing. What what type of content? I know we were just talking about, yeah, blog posts if you don't want to, don't do blog posts if you don't want to write or, or don't do videos if you don't want to be on camera, but... Um, what what do you see are the benefits of each of these type of, of content? And if you had to give one advice on one piece of content that people should take, which would it be? Yeah, you know, I can't. I, it's tough to do because uh, I'm kind of in a transformational part right now where I haven't been creating as much for my blog, and I've been focusing on on repurposing my content. Um, across platforms because I really, really understand that I see it so much now. Like, I mean, and just look at yourself. I mean, how many sites do you really go to in a day? I mean, are you really on Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, Pinterest, um, you know, inbound growth hackers, Y Combinator? I mean, how many sites are you really on SlideShare? I mean, how many of these sites are you really on each day, right? I mean, as a person, you only have so much time. So like people are hanging out where they want to hang out. So it's really, really important that you're pushing your content in other places. I'm not just talking about like pushing your links. Like I said, it's, it's making your content native for that platform. Like two things that I've really been focusing, three things that I've really been focusing on the last two weeks. Well, four things really is number one video uh, in native video within Facebook, because the engagement on, uh, on native video uploads to Facebook is incredible. It's incredible right now. I mean, like Facebook is doing everything in their power to push market share away from YouTube and they're doing that by just crushing all outbound links to YouTube. Like you cannot promote a YouTube video on Facebook right now. You can't. Even if you pay for it, you're going to be paying like 100 bucks per video view. But if you just take that video and upload Uploaded, it to yeah. – like it crushes it, man. Like I was just running ads and I was getting views, like 10, 20, 30-second views at less than a cent. Like that's insane. I just, yeah, I just recorded uh, – I mean the episode that's going live tomorrow from the day we're recording this, I uh, just talked about how I use Facebook ads and video ads. Um, to re-engage my my email subscribers to to target my my email list as a custom audience and how cheap it is. Uh, it's insane, right? It's super affordable to get because let's say okay, they they just subscribe to my list. They know they just read my my name. Maybe they they you know they got a little uh, of me. You know, got to see mm -hmm. a little about what I'm. I'm all about. Then they go to Facebook and they see a video of me, and it's so you know so inexpensive, so cheap. Yeah, it's like one cent, one cent, it's, one cent. It's crazy. Um, a view. Yeah, it's crazy. I do recommend people, you know, uh, uh, doing video ads as soon as yeah. you can because right now it's super cheap. And it's uh, it's yeah. a very affordable, affordable marketing channel for sure. Um, uh, it so, is. Yeah. It, 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 but it extends to other things too. I mean, so like, um, I've been using I've been using Medium and LinkedIn uh, to to repurpose a lot of my old content, which has been which has been great. I mean. Um, you know, even just relying on your your current LinkedIn people because they get a notification every time you publish something. If you publish, I've only published four articles now on LinkedIn, and I'm trying to do it like consistently and split test the times and stuff. But you know, I'm just republishing content that I did like three to four months ago, um, and it's just getting you know again, it's like it's not driving traffic to my site, but it's getting five, six, seven hundred views, 
which is way more traffic than my site gets for that article. You know what I mean? So, so, and again, to me, it's not so much about like the old school method of, of measuring, you know, traffic to your site and using that as kind of like a gauge for how, for how great of a marketer you are. Like, nah, not really because, you know, 700 people still saw my message. They still consumed it. So to me, that's much more important. And same thing on Medium, right? I mean, people, Medium is a great republishing platform, great publishing platform. And it also has, so what I've been doing is republishing stuff on Medium, LinkedIn, taking that, turning it into a video, uploading it to Facebook, and also turning it into like really well-designed slideshows and uploading the slideshare and just promoting it all across these different channels. So like uploading the slideshare to, to, to Growth Hackers, um, uploading the Medium post to, to Inbound, and just cross-promoting all these things at one time. And trying to get one of those to go viral on different, you know, on different platforms and seeing what works. So, you know, if I can't, it's hard for me to say right now to pick one thing. If I were going to say pick one thing, I would just say do a blog. I mean, honestly, because, um, you know, you get recognized for having a great blog. It's a lot more work. I think you can kind of growth hack it by by attacking these channels for what they want you to do with them. Um, like Facebook, again, is just a perfect example. I mean, even long form posts on Facebook right now, they're crushing it. Like it, I, I don't post any more links on Facebook because like, what's the point? Do I really need someone to go to my site? I don't. For what? You know, everything that they can do on my site, they can do up for my Facebook page. They can contact me. They can engage me. All that stuff. It's it's like an old school mentality, right? Like marketers freak out because they're like, oh, my Facebook links are getting no reach. It's like, who cares, man? Just dump it into a long form post and you're good. And you're going to reach 100 times more people organically. Like, so again, I guess it's just it just it just comes with time and testing and doing different things but really don't don't abuse these platforms man i mean they're trying to send us a message they want us to use them for what they want to be used for you don't have to reinvent the wheel just do what they want you know use them how they're natively supposed to be used and you can crush it really easily right now like really really easily right now if you have good stuff (laughs) yeah if you have but but i mean it just takes it's very it's very mechanical uh you can get good just by, by practicing yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, just just how it's not like writing uh, a classical book or or a piece of poetry or anything like that. I mean, you just have to know your your stuff and and know the things that make content good in in a in a marketing aspect of it. Um, yeah, yeah, and also I think an, another important thing is to 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 uh, be on top of the trends because. A lot mm-hmm. of things change. Maybe a new platform comes up. Maybe some algorithm change on Facebook or Google uh, makes it that uh, you, you know some new feature comes up or whatever. You just you just have to make sure that you're on top of the trend uh, to to catch um, on on the wildfire uh, quickly and don't let the opportunities uh, fade away. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, for uh, for example, one one very smart thing that uh, one very smart content creation strategy that I've seen is what Jay Bear does with his his Jay Today show. Uh, he creates like a three-minute video, then he hand, hand, he, he handles over that, that video to his team, which gets turned into a podcast. Then from the audio, they create a blog mm-hmm. blog post, and, and and all of a sudden he has he has all of the different types of content that you could create from one one three-minute video that he did on his uh, bathroom or whatever, or the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's, I mean, what I, what, where I want to get with that is that have a strategy, you know, be strategic about it. Um, do you create, do you have a schedule or a system for creating your own content? 
No, I can't, man. Like, I, I just, I just, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm not somebody who, like, I'm not somebody who responds well to that. You know, my brain is, is scattered. Mm-hmm. Um, I create, you know, I just, I'm very, I'm very stubborn, like, in every, the way I do things. I mean, I got into to, to, to owning my own stuff and being a freelance consultant because I like to do things my way. <laughs> so, <laughs> When I like when I even when I create the content calendar myself, I'm like, man, I don't want to do that today, so I'm not going to do it. So that's another thing too. I think is important to content is don't force it. Like if you don't want to do it, it's 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 very easy to tell. Like a, a lot of stuff that's even on my blog now, I'm actually redirecting it into different content because I wrote it because I was under the impression that I had to constantly update stuff. Um, you know, so I like I said, I mean, I I don't have the time. I mean. I'm still building out my team on the back end. I'm, I'm still very involved with my clients. Um, and because we're growing so fast, I mean, there was a point where I was only taking on a, a client or two a month, but ever since I've been getting a lot of exposure in the community, uh, like I'm telling you, like I said, I, I offer SEO services, but I promise you probably 2% of my clients have come from organic search, you know? Um, so, you know, just the power of other platforms. And I, I, I kind of consider that organic as well. I mean, Organic search to me, like I said, I mean, I don't only see Google as the only search engine. Like I have a, a bunch of clients. One of them is an e-commerce store. And I'm like, don't even bother with, with organic search. I mean, let's put your stuff on Amazon. Let's market you hard on Pinterest. Let's take out some some Facebook ads, some retargeting on Facebook and retarget by zip. Like it, 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 and we'll create some blog content and stuff like that and promote it. And if and when you rank, you rank. But to me, those aren't the most important channels. But, you know, so I still see that other stuff as, as organic, just not organic search, just because... You know, I look at what's going on with my business and I rank for some very quote unquote valuable keywords. You know, if you Google Miami SEO, I'm up on top for all of those keywords, but I have one client in Miami and he didn't come from organic search. So again, what does that tell me that what, even though I sell organic search services, they're not as powerful as we think they are, as I, as I think they are. So I really push, I push other channels, um, just because again, I see the importance of them, but um, yeah, I mean, just, I wanted to comment on that thing with Jay bear. I'm trying to do the same thing with Jay bear, right? Where I create a video and then kind of break everything down off that video, um, and repurpose everything off because video is the easiest way to record the content. Um, but I just don't have, like, he's got a team, like the dude is yeah. a beast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, it's really hard. You know, I, when it comes to content creation, I'm very, it's just me. I do everything, everything. I mean, down to the, to like, to, to the, to the design, I do it all. Um, so it takes, it takes me a significant amount of time, but you know, again, I, I, I'm truly passionate about it. There's nothing else on the planet that I would rather be doing than creating content. So I don't really see it as a chore. Um, I get like weird therapeutic just value from posting something. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Um, no, I, I know what you get. Um, yeah, I remember a couple of years ago in my, in my blog, actually in my about page, I had a sentence where, where, I, where I mentioned, how I didn't used to be very social, very open with with whatever was on my mind before, but mm-hmm. when I started to blog, it, you know, you know, it, it changed the way that I uh, communicate my my thoughts and, and mm-hmm. my, my opinions or whatever, and it was uh, it was sort of t- therapy blogging for me. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that for sure. I agree. Yeah, and what yeah. about analytics? What what are your thoughts on analytics? Because so far we have okay, so we have identified that you you need to have a goal as simple as that is, uh, maybe driving sales, or identify that yes, you are interested uh, and passionate about one specific type of content. 
We have make it clear that you have to identify, identify what type of content you're going to create and where you're going to promote it. We have identified different ways of promoting it on different channels like Reddit, uh, Medium, Facebook, etc. But now we have to me- we have to measure what's going on yeah. as you know as much as as we can. So, what are your thoughts and tips on analytics? Yeah, actually, analytics is how I first got into the business. Um, I tell people all the time too. I promise you, when I, whenever you know I get a lot of friends from back home, they ask me. They, I think they see us as digital marketers as like, uh, oh, the work from home stuff, even though they don't realize how much I work and don't actually work from home. Um, mm-hmm. But they're like, you know, I really want to get into to what you do. You know, it's I, it's, I mean, digital marketing is it's not the future. It's it's now. I mean, it's it's everything. If you have a business, and you need digital marketing. So, um, literally, digital marketing I think drives our economy. Um, so a lot of people see that and I always tell people get into analytics because analytics to me is the most steady, uh, you know, the most unchanging, like SEO, it changes every day and it's not going to be around forever. You know, like Facebook marketing, it changes, uh, pay-per-click changes and to stay on top like while analytics changes, the, the ability to, to read and analyze data in a, in a succinct and meaningful manner is something that is highly, highly rare. Um, in terms of in terms of the skill sets for digital marketers, um, and it's tremendously important. And you can also make a lot of money doing it. A lot of money doing analytics for people if you get in touch with the right people. So, you know, it's very, 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 very important to track everything you do. That's almost like the first thing that I say with everything. You know, like if you're not tracking everything you're doing, like if you're not doing everything with a purpose. So again, like going back to the goals, like if you're just, you know, like like I see people doing like pay per click, some clients, and I and I audit them, and I'm like, you know, what do you what are you doing this for? And they're like, I don't know, because we wanted to take out some ads. I'm like scratching my head. But, you know, analytics is huge. Knowing your data and knowing your customers inside and out is tremendously important. Um, and again, I think it's something that is a very, very, uh, people don't do it. I think they get into Google Analytics or Adobe Site Catalyst, or which is how I actually got into this business, was doing analytics for some big companies. Um, and they're just like, oh my God, this is this is daunting. You know, I don't know what to look for, but it's actually really easy. Um, once you know what to look for and under, understand the different types of data available, it's really easy and it's really, really powerful. Um, you know, even if you go down to having a small agency, I mean, just the ability to set up some basic reports in Google Analytics um, and automate that and just set up some filters and set up some some segments and stuff like that and set up a dashboard. Like you don't have to pay like people pay for all these all these platforms and stuff like that and automation. I'm like, dude, it takes 10 minutes to set it up and it's free. Like, <laughs> Why are you spending money we don't have to? And it's more powerful. Um, so, yeah. And again, but it's not just about Google Analytics. Whatever you're using, um, you know, like Medium. I was looking at Medium's analytics today. Quora has really good analytics. I mean, just understanding everything that you're doing has a repercussion. So every action has a reaction, as, as people say. Um, and really digging into everything that you do. Like you post a link to Facebook. What happens? Does it get traffic? Um, you know, I post a, you know, a comment on, uh, you know, like you said, with Reddit, you know, is that driving traffic? You know what I mean? So understanding everything that you're doing in the reaction that it has on your site or in that analytics platform or the engagement that it has is powerful because, you know, again, there's so much to do when you're a digital marketer. You have to focus your time on what matters. Um, and if you're just doing things in the dark, you're going to waste a lot of time and you're just not going to be effective in this business. So, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you have to be you have to be smart with with how you use your time and where you put your efforts and energy. Uh, any favorite tools that you have for content marketing? I, I use Drive, man. I'll use Google Drive. I don't use any tools. It's funny because I had this conversation with somebody 
two days ago, you know, everyone's, I get a lot of, a lot of like uh, smaller software companies will like ping me now to, to, to like help them promote their stuff. And I'm all about it too. I, I mean, I, I love helping businesses grow, but I'm like, you know, if I don't use it, I can't really promote it. Yeah. That's um, yeah. And um, you know, honestly, everything that I, I'm trying to think, I don't, I don't use anything. I really don't. I use, uh, I use Google analytics. I use Gmail for everything. Gmail's God to me. It's everything is in there. Cause I, I mean, I, I do everything outreach based for SEO. Um, and then I use Google drive and Google sheets. I mean, it's, I actually just got rid of Basecamp, which was a, our project management tool. Um, because it was just an extra step, you know, like in Basecamp, like you're linking out to your Google drive and your Google sheets. I'm like, this is just an extra step. Why am I using this? So, um, I actually built like a really, 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 really powerful internal process for using Google Drive and Google Sheets um, and managing workflows in there. And I just hired a project manager to to do that. Um, you know, especially with me, I don't. All of my team is there's eleven of twelve of us now, um, and we're all across the country and the world. Um, so you know, being able to effectively communicate is huge, 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 huge. Um, especially again because you know for a lot of what we do for SEO is, is white hat guest blogging. Um, and you know, I've got like 30 different content writers. So the ability for them to just come into the drive, they'll get, they'll get shared something from drive. They come in, they create a Google doc, they write their content, they post a link in there. My manager reads it, you know, and then my outreach manager then ships it off the blog. I mean, that whole process right there, there's a lot of tools that do it, but like, I don't know. I, 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 I think it's just a waste of money, <laughs> you know, like it's it, to me, the, 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 the system that I've set up with Drive is just incredibly powerful and easy, um, and my team likes it. And if you've got a Gmail, then it syncs with, I mean, Webmaster Tools, Analytics, uh, AdWords, Gmail, and Google Drive. It's all in one suite. Um, so I unfortunately don't have any tools. <laughs> I, I mean, that's good. That's good as yeah. well. I mean, uh, you do have tools, basic tools like Google Analytics and Drive. Those are tools, and it's good to know that those are the ones that you use. Um, yeah. And, uh, and one thing, one thing that I always like to ask my guests, uh, which is the next next question that I'm going to to throw at you, is so that my listeners understand how important it is to to care about your audience first and know who it is you're speaking to, uh, especially when it comes to content marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, I always ask my guests who is their avatar and who is their ideal customer. So who is your ideal customer? Yeah, um, it's a great question, actually. Um, my ideal customer is it's agnostic of industry. I don't care what industry and I'm looking for somebody who wants to grow their business, who's serious about growing their business, who isn't going to go like I'm expensive. I'm not going to lie. My, our services are expensive. My ideal customer is somebody that wants to work with us because they understand that they're going to get results. I mean, we drive results and if you're willing to pay for it, then we can get it for you. So I'm looking for people that you know, I don't care if you're a lawyer. I don't care if you're own a bakery. I just want people that, you know, and I, I quote fairly based on, on, on what it is and the resources that I need to get it done. But I just, my ideal customer is somebody who, again, number one, is serious about growing their business. And that's the biggest problem I've had in Miami. I love Miami to death, but, um, you know, a lot of people in Miami are, it's, they're in the early stages where they've got a great idea. They've got like a startup, but they're kind of like, you know, investing other places. Um, you know, I want people that want to invest in growth. Um, and then people also that trust me. I want people to understand that you're hiring us because we're really, really good at what we do. And you have to trust what I say. Like I'm, I'm constantly going through battles, not battles, but discussions, quote unquote, with clients where, 
you know, they're fighting me every step of the way for everything. And I'm like, look, this is <laughs> what you hired me to do. Um, you know, so I try and set that up front, you know, like, I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do, but I'm going to give you my recommendations and I'm expecting that you take them right. Like if I think that we should really be pulling back on pay-per-click ad spend and spending more on Facebook, then I think, you know, I want you to, I want you to dive in with me. You know, I want you to, to dive in and, and, and test it out with me. So, you know, it doesn't really matter the person, what they look like, where they are, what they do. It's more about people that are ser- just serious, you know, like are, are excited about growing. They want to grow um, and they're serious about investing in their business. So, you know, it doesn't really matter again who they are, where they are, but just. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I, I love it when my, my, when my guests have uh, a clear answer for, for my question, for that question, because I think it's very, very, very important. It is. To know who you're gonna be speaking to, um, and care about your your client more more importantly, and make an emphasis on that care word. So Ryan, once again, man, thank you so much for all the value that you provide. We have put up 41 minutes of content right here. Uh, I know people listening to this show know how how difficult that is, and and you know the the value that you have to to put, you know the effort that you have to put into creating this value. Thank you so much for that. Um, I really enjoyed this interview, and, and I hope to have you again in the future, man. Yeah, I'm always here. I love talking about this stuff, man. Yeah, before, it, yeah. before before we go, why don't you why don't you give us your URL once again so people have it fresh in their in their mind and go visit your website? Yeah, so so my agency website, which is my my main blog, um, on it's webris.org, webris.org. Um, I also have my personal site, which I'm posting my video blog on, which is ryanwashere.com. Um, so if you want to see video, go to ryanwashere.com. If you want to read a lot more, um, just like hard-hitting, long-form, straight digital marketing posts, head to webris.org. Cool, man. Thank you so yeah. much again. Yeah, anytime. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Ryan. I hope you took a lot of notes. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Savvypreneurs, that's our mastermind group. Join and let me know what type of content you will create. Let's analyze together your type of business, your type of audience, and decide on what type of content you should create. And it's, it's important that once you decide what type of content you want to create, you stick to it, you create a program, you systemize it, and you become consistent at creating and publishing this content. So once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Head over to moneydiver.com forward slash episode 30 for the show notes. And I'll see you the next week at another exciting episode. See you later. Alligator.